When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 136 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. But more important than Willie and I, we are joined by two visionaries in the sport of wrestling. Steve and Stu Stallings are on. Um, Mr. and Mr. Steve and Stu, how are you guys doing this morning? Great. We're, we're uh, happy to be on the program. It's awesome. Awesome. Well, we're... Um, we understand that you guys are extremely busy. Um, I understand you're going to be on Good Morning America later today, Sports Center, Al Jazeera. So we just so appreciative that you would remember. The only time they're busy. Fl- flow Wrestling. So uh, thanks so much for coming on. And we, we'll Not try busy to. on the mat. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Easy. Yes, Say, hey, we got. And, and Steven Stu, I'm just going to let you know up front. Willie, um, a little bit of a hater, a little bit of a detractor. Um, so you might have to deal with that a little bit, but uh, you know we've got some questions for you if you if you've got a little bit of time. You know, people, uh, we have a lot of people that it, it's some complex, complex uh, concepts, and a lot of people just don't understand what we're trying to teach, and that's that's okay. Yeah, yeah, the simpletons among us aren't going to get it. At one point, uh, people thought that the world uh, was round, you know. So. Uh, yeah, it's- this is what we're dealing with here. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I hear the jury's still out on science. So, um, anyways, Steve and Stu. It, we, so. Right, exactly right, exactly right. Um, Steve and Stu. Um, so, introduce Steve and Stu. Yeah, your, um, your documentary video um, about your stall camp uh, took the world by storm yesterday. Your camp for the last 14 years, as I understand, has been taking the wrestling world by storm. But now it's people are really – everyone's kind of wondering, how did these guys do it? How did they get to this level? So Methodically. You, yeah, what's that, methodically? Yeah. Very, a lot of lack of aggression. Slowly. Wait for it to come to you. That's right. That's, that's, how, that's how you win in this world. you got to let it come to you. Um, victories will find you. Um, so my, my first question is walk me through – the perfect match. What is the perfect match for us, Stalling Brother uh, Wrestling Camper? Well, I mean, our philosophy once again is is one zero. That's that's what we preach from yeah. from the day on. So, you know, the end result would be one to nothing, uh, and then we sort of work backwards from there. And I, I think each of us kind of have our own individual type style and positions that we prefer. I know for me, one zero. Uh, you know, if, if a guy comes out and collar ties right away, I know it's going to go my way. We can, <laughs> we can hold that for, you know, a solid minute before, you know, we're going to get a stalemate or, or, or go out of bounds. And, and then I can look for that opportunity to tie my shoe, you know. Yeah, I like to try to um, get my guys as just a test to see, you know, what kind of match we're going to wrestle. 
I try to get my guy to adjust the headgear before the match even starts. Right. So when when you go in to shake hands, we shake hands, and the ref's about to blow the whistle, and I have my guy try to you know take a timeout to adjust the headgear. And um, if the ref lets us do that, I I know you know we're going to have a, a pretty good match. Yeah. And, and to answer your question, I mean, there's there's not a perfect match. I mean, oh. there's there's a million different ways to go. Uh, a million different ways to get to one zero. That's the beauty of this sport. Yeah, yeah, it's it's exactly right. That's what I, I mean. That's what I love about the sport: the different ways you can win. Um, so you you guys are you're kind of being called the you know this generation's Gable. You're like Tom and Terry Brands, Kale and Cody Sanderson, kind of all wrapped into one genius package of of uh, wrestling coaching. How do, how do you deal? with this ascent and did you expect it to be this rapid uh, to be honest i'm surprised it's taken this long right. uh, it only took me five years to win my uh, high school state title so uh we've been at this for 14 years uh, and uh, to be honest i'm surprised yeah I'm, i mean the, you know the comparisons uh, those guys are great coaches i have nothing bad to say about you know kale and uh, coach gable classic uh, they just teach a very different style from the ones that, that, that we do. Um, we teach a different style. Now, I mean, let's be honest. Their style is not that hard to teach. No. I mean, just go forward, go forward, attack, attack. Seen I mean, it a thousand how, times. How hard is that to come up with, right? I mean, you know, I mean, saying. sure, yeah, it's, it's, it's just pretty easy as far as I'm concerned. There's, no, there's really nothing to it, but uh, I still respect them. Right, just as humans. I get I, it. The first thing you learn when you go into a practice when you're five years old is a double leg, you know, and that's the kind of stuff they're telling their guys. Yeah, to yeah, and what, 16 years later, they, yeah. they still got guys shooting double legs. Crazy, you know? crazy. Yeah. I, I mean – Gotta evolve. Evol- evolution. Yeah. Uh, Charles Manson. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, Stu. Charles Manson. <laughs> double leg. The double leg is, is on its way out. I'm almost positive. It's been on its way out for, for uh, 10 years as far as I'm concerned. It's, I'll tell you what, it's, it's hanging on by burrows. That's it. I mean, do, that's you, it. Think, do you think it's on? Keeping the double leg rolling. You don't like. You don't like the double leg because it's ineffective or because it consumes too much energy? I mean, well, I, I mean, you just said the same thing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. I Will, see, Willie, philosophy, yes. Willie's confusing himself here. Um, all right, so yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, that, that, those are exact same yeah. things, ineffective and consuming energy. Right. The top the motto, you know? Because you are all about, you are all about. Conservation. Con- conservation of energy. You come to our our camp, you will learn all of the core conservation skills. That's awesome. What are the core? What is the core? I, I'm sorry, I don't want to put you on the spot. I know you put a, you well, put I mean, yourself you know, people, out there. You, people, you know, people. We got to make a living, right? Christian. Right. Uh, so I mean, I, yeah, sure, we're willing to discuss some of it here, but yeah, but that's uh, proprietary information. Proprietary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can talk around it. Yeah, it's it's. Look, man. I mean, I get. I, I, right. I'm a. I'm out. I'm out on the on the stall camp thing, except uh, on the philosophy. Except, uh, you know, I think that the stall camp. It, there's things that you can learn there. There's tactics you can learn. You know, you need to l- know where you're at on the mat. Uh, still, you you actually came up with that term. Yeah. No. That, know where you're at. Look where no, you're at. Right. And yeah, it was just it's uh, you know everything that every, all the coaches were doing before was ineffective. Um, mm-hmm. It's too obvious, you know. The coaches and the the, uh, the wrestler, your opponent knows exactly what's going on when I say uh, you're almost out of bounds. Well, right. yeah, yeah, right. You know, so you I'm mask it a little bit. He knows I'm trying to get out of bounds. You know, Stu invented half the terminology in defensive wrestling, and he gets no credit for it. You guys <laughs> ever heard somebody say short time? Yeah, yeah. Was that Stu? Yeah, Stu came up with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, saying, I give uh, I, ten seconds left. Uh, it's, it's yeah. Can you imagine that? Back obvious. in the day, people would say, "Hey, there's ten seconds left. You got to start stalling." That, that you know, and and the guy would hit with the you know right. that's ineffective. I, look, I've been around wrestling a long time, and I know that Stu developed those terms, and and I know that you guys have developed this philosophy. What I'm saying is, 
I saw uh, Stu call. I saw Stu one time say short time five seconds into a match. How did that match go? How did that play out? One nothing. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. And seeing Willie, Willie's that classic old order wrestling mentality. They can't evolve. They can't see what's coming next. And um, they, you know, I'm not. Su- I'm not surprised that 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 Willie is is taking the stance. But I have a question. You're you're in you're in the you're in the corner coaching one of your many champions. What phrase do you find yourself saying the most? That's a tough one. I'm, I mean, uh, you know, short time is my go-to. Yeah. You know where they're at. Those are my top two by far. Um, you know, Steve's a little more uh, charismatic than I am. So. Well, I, I mean, I have a. Again, some of this is proprietary, but right. I have a code with uh, with my guys that they know if I say one thing. Have you ever seen a catcher in baseball? Yeah. So you know how sometimes they'll flash a number two, but they mean a number one? Right. Yeah. A lot of times you'll hear me say action, okay? Right. Now that that doesn't necessarily mean this, the kind of action that you know guys like Willie are prone to, but right. uh, you know I, I say action most of the time. Yeah. I, I get it. Action? I just think – I think that you know you can learn a lot from Stall Camp. I would I would send my kid to Stall Camp, but only as a well, we can supplement. Shirts out there right now to you. To be Does honest, he get a T-shirt? Are those do those T-shirts come to each camper with their fee? Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, we wait till the end of camp to give it to them. All right. Yeah, it's you got to earn that T-shirt. That's right. But what I, my thing is, I, you know, I, I think Stall Camp, your philosophy is is good in bits and pieces. I, I, you know, I would like to send my kid there to learn a couple of the nuances, but I don't know as far as making that his whole philosophy. I mean, you can't you can't be halfway in on this on the Stall program. You're either in or you're out. Right, that's 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 what I think you guys would tell him. I mean, you can't be halfway in on this. You got to buy in. You have to have total buy in, right, guys? Yeah, Christian, I think that's really insightful. I mean, this isn't Gramby Camp, okay? You don't go to Stall Camp to pick up a couple of pieces of technique right. and then go back to wrestling the way that you used to wrestle. You, you're in or you're out. Exactly. You know? um, I, think, I think Willie's view is kind of um, archaic. Just with, he probably wants to wear underwear over the tights still. Um, he does. Wrestle with the leather shoes and the canvas mat. What was wrong with canvas mats? People were hitting double legs on them. That is exactly right. Fair point. I exactly. got to agree a little bit with Willie in that um, because those canvas mats were so rough, a lot of times it did disincentivize wrestlers to take a shot. And I, and I, I like that. I, I would imagine that you guys would like the canvas mats because a brush burn, look, ref, time out. I need medical attention. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I uh, you know, I, I'm surprised I'm saying this, but I do agree with Willie. Okay, uh, okay. I got one. I got one point in there. One oh, you You got one. Okay. You got to hang that's on. That's all you need, and that's all you need. I hope, I hope you've learned at least that much. So on a more serious note, the, the liberal media is painting your camp and especially your punishment tactics, such as backwards laps, sleeping on the edge of the mat, is too extreme. What is your response to these accusations? Well, I mean, how many of the liberal media have, have won a, a world championship, you know? Not many. Exactly. I mean, answer for everything. you got to pay the price. you got to pay the price. No, nobody's been injured. Yeah, I mean, uh, nobody's nobody's been. Maybe a couple of emotional injuries, but you know that that's part of the weeding out process. Mm-hmm. You know, but to do things that you've never done before, you got to do things that you've never done before. You know, I should be on a t-shirt. Um, all right, Christian, you talk about the liberal media. Yeah. You talk about the liberal media, but um. It's irresponsible. It's ir- they don't understand us. They don't get them. Right, I, and I cannot. I, I understand that. Right, it's it's a different, you know, f- the philosophy, and and it's subjective when they when they talk about style and philosophy. You can't you can't say it's one thing's good or bad. But what what has nothing to do with liberal or conservative media is the fact that in this day and age of PEDs, mm. there was a story in St. Louis Dispatch accusing you guys of. Giving your wrestlers sedatives. Wow. How do you respond? 
you know, I'm I I plead the Sixth Amendment on that one, personally. That's his right. That's his right. Hey. That is that's his right. That's his right to do that. All right. So hey, they're gonna plead the Sixth. I mean, six. I think what you might be talking about, Willie, is you know, a kid had a cough and gave him some Robitussin. Okay, a little tussin. And then put a little tussin on it. You know, you know, maybe maybe seven or eight of the other kids before a match took some of that cough medicine, 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 medicine. What I don't know. So you don't know anything about that. I don't know. It's, you know, it's you're, you. You are not. You are not a state. Last season is right during the same time as cold season. That's yeah. true. I've you heard you of- guys have an answer for freaking everything. Listen, you guys are not a state. You got. You guys are not. You know, a country in and of itself, but it's like state-sponsored doping in Russia. What's going on right now mm. on a, a microcosm, uh, on a smaller level? Because you guys are talking about tussin, other sedatives. You guys in your in your brochures and in your in your promos, you, you say every kid on your team has asthma. You have an inhaler. You don't have to answer that. You don't have to answer that, guys. Don't. That's just that's an that's an attack. If we were in a court of law, that that tirade by Willie would have just be thrown out. Okay, so we'll we'll allegedly. move on. Allegedly. Okay. Yeah, Willie. thank you. Allegedly. Allegedly, exactly right. Um, yeah, how much how much film review is involved in preparation for a big match or tournament? And what what are some cues you're looking for when you're breaking down tape? Well, um, we put it on pause quite a bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. I see, and I bet, and here's here's where here's your difference. I bet a lot of them are watching what happens instead of watching what's not happening when they pause it. So, I guess that's you guys outside the box thinkers. Extremely that's, insightful. It's yeah. extremely. I haven't heard that kind of, you know, insight into our system from hardly anybody. With our uh, with with this great publicity, we we're looking to grow a little bit. So, Christian, you know, if you if you're wanting to get into counseling and kind of sounds like you got this. Uh, you got a good handle on it, so if you want to get in on this, you just holler. Wow. Well, that means a lot, guys. Um, yeah, I'll go. I'll give you my information after the show. I'm really. And you know what? This this flow thing is off the off the record. It's not not going that great. So um, I'm kind of looking for for the next thing. So this is kind of yeah, kind of perfect. I mean, we had um, I don't know two years ago we had eight kids, and this year we had uh, I think nine kids. Dang. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the one kid brought his little nine and a half. The one kid borrowed his little brother, but he just sat by the ball. He didn't pay. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> he didn't pay. All right. Um, what is one of your biggest success stories? Uh, a kid who, who came in, you got your hands on him. He was an out-of-control offender. He was hitting his knees. He was taking penetration steps, and he became oh, a yeah. true conservationist. Any He's big talking, success stories? Yeah, you're talking about McClanahan, I think. I mean, this kid – comes in uh i mean right off the bat he's winning matches uh 15-0 uh he's he's letting guys up and taking them down you know he scored 30 points i think one time in a match and and then of course he goes over and sits in the bleachers like he's tired or something you know wow yeah yeah you're tired yeah why'd you do so much yeah you're just out there wasting energy and and uh you know i gotta hand this one to Stu. i mean he worked with him you know, every day, day in, just dialing it back, you know, day out. And, and, uh, you know, this guy last year, he, uh, I mean, he had a great season. He didn't, he, he, what did he, he use? I think 98% of his cautions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, I think he used, used all of his stall warnings, every match. He every, used every one every of his stall warnings. stall warnings. Yeah. And um, he scored, uh, I, I, I don't think he scored more than a point on uh, maybe against uh, Melville. I think he uh, Melville. He, he got a little irresponsible, and I think he won four to two. But uh, other than that, he was I think he was undefeated last year, record thirty nine and zero, um, and he outscored his opponents thirty nine to zero. Yeah, well, here's a here's a sidebar though, guys. Uh, I don't need, to be honest. Before sorry to cut you off, Willie. We'll get back to that question, but to be honest, Mark, I mean. Stu, Stu, uh, Stu, like he keeps track of the wins and the losses. I just don't care. Right. That's sort of, it's an irre- irrelevant, irrelevant, 
uh, it's a relevant stat to me. Like I don't, uh, I don't care. You know. All right. So. I, I, I get that. I get that. It's not all stats based. It's not all wins and losses. Not always getting your hand raised. But I, I, I get that, right? But sometimes as, we uh, we actually abstain from the hand raising because that's just another, just more energy it's stretching. Exa- it's exhausting. Yeah. And I assume you, do you, you don't coach. You don't shake the coach's hand after the match, do you? Uh, we try to. We uh, use some of the Asian philosophy. We t- we we nod to yeah. each coach. We it's we acceptable. nod. Yeah. yeah, but Willie, I'm sorry. You had a question for for I think for Stu. Well, well, Stu. So as a as a guy, okay. So I started as a wrestling fan. I started as a wrestler, like everybody else. And then I, you know, I get into journalism, and and you think about um, promoting the sport and and trying to you know grow the sport, and and all your guys, you know, you while it's great that they take their timeouts, and it's great that they use their their stall warnings it's smart right but every match dude five five minutes of blood time every match i mean they're biting their lips they're biting their lips they're picking scabs they're they're that's that's Stu's department right there that's that's another area where you know we incorporate a lot of asian philosophy with the uh zen uh mind buddhist uh mind Thing, practices that where you can make yourself stop bleeding um but again that's like a 12th 12th level zip yeah. yeah yeah it's not day one stuff guys so you're gonna get you're gonna get you you put yourself out there with this and you're gonna get some copycats um are, are you starting to see other coaches trying to implement your system do you think you 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 gave away enough of your system that it could be duplicated or is there way more nuances to your program that that these coaches won't be able to steal your ideas you guys are just seeing the surface i mean like i said it's proprietary and no disrespect we're not going to share that right. on some kind of documentary or some kind of you know we're looking we're looking to get to 14 kids next year so we you know we we it's a business okay right. and and um, if you if you look at you know, I mean, how long have you guys been offering technique videos, right? Right. And, and, but but we don't see people just saying like, well, I never knew wrestling before and I got a flow subscription and now I'm uh, the coach of a national championship NCAA Division One. T- it takes experience. You know, you can't just Wait a minute. Learn. Somebody did that? They did? I don't think so. They might have. Oh, sorry. I misunderstood. Yes. Uh, they, that guy. They're good videos, though. They are good. <laughs> Some of them. You seen that John Smith guy though? Don't care for it. I mean, a lot, lot of action. A lot of action. I don't care for it. He's got to uh, be exhausted. It's it's exhausting watching it. It is. It is. I was out of breath watching. And he that comes from the state of Oklahoma, where if you listen to people from Oklahoma speak, it's it's in a very slow sort of a draw manner. You would think that you would think that that he would learn to wrestle that way. It's um. Yeah, he's going. That's, I've been saying that since day one. Wrestle how you talk. Yeah, you know. You've always <laughs> said, "Wrestle how you talk." Yeah, slow it down. Yeah, it's a it's a full it's a full body experience. It's a lifestyle. Truly. It's a lifestyle. Think, it's a lifestyle. The, the world is trending towards our philosophy as well. You know, Will, you touched on your your journalism experience. You know, mm-hmm. and nowadays, who sits down and writes? an article you know you have 140 characters like everyone else to get your word out and if you don't do it in that amount of time with that little effort then it's not going to happen i mean nobody's going to down and write but a, a thousand a fair, words, fair point a thousand words i'm not reading that heck no heck no yeah and there's no bigger success story from twitter than willie sailor that's for darn sure uh guys i know I, hey we went over um Apologize to your agent for me. Tell him, you know, we just, I just got caught up in everything. Oh, it's our pleasure, guys. It's our pleasure. Well, yeah. We, we really we, appreciate we, it. We go, we go to overtime every once in a while, so we understand. It wow. happens. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Well, we are, we're so appreciative of you guys coming on. I know you're busy today and you got a busy, uh, back to school camp to plan for, but, um, I'll be in touch with you guys. You know, maybe I'll fill out an application. I got a resume, do a interview, whatever. Wait, we can talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. But uh, for for now, thanks so much for coming Short on. Time. Short, Short time. time. Short time. Short time. Know where you're at. See you guys. All right, Steve and Stu Stallings. It's uh, 
objectionable. I'm all in. It's objectionable. I mean, I don't think you can buy into that whole thing for, wholeheartedly. I mean, what if you got a score? Well, I mean, that's that's called worst case scenario. It's like, what if your house is on fire? Well, then, you know what? I might have to leave the cat in the living room to get my kid. You don't want to think about that, but that's what you might have to do. So you might have to score some points, more than one point. Okay. Well, they don't teach. They don't teach scoring points. They'll figure it out. Okay. I don't even think we should have the rest of the show because we can't top that, but we'll try. We'll persevere. I mean, they're doing good in their market and their niche. Their niche. Their niche is good. Um, in all seriousness, Stall Camp was awesome. <laughs> it's funny. The reaction to Stall Camp has been my favorite since working at Flow. And uh, I'm not even going to spoil the joke because some people still think it's a real thing. I, yeah, I want to see how long this lasts. Because we are still literally getting, like, tweets, Facebook messages, like, this is what's wrong with wrestling. <laughs> this is – my kid will never go to Star Camp. Like, really, the guy's quoting Wayne Newton and Charles Manson, and you think <laughs> you think it's really – I tried – I really – I wanted to not break that whole time. And then when he said – They said something. He said – it was Stu. Stu's a character. Um, Olympics are going on, Willie. You may be familiar. We've discussed them from time to time on the show. And a conversation broke out this weekend that I, I found a little distressing about the use of PEDs. And essentially, some people saying, should just legalize it. Wild, wild west. And uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's Mike Mal and, and Nomad... And, I, I mean, I guess there's other humans in the world that think the same thing. Like, um, why don't we just, you know, why don't we just leave it go? Uh, why don't we just open it up and, and um, every, everybody can use whatever they want to use? Well, that's, it's basically saying that um, for a large, a large part, to a large extent, that, uh, it's a it's a race of science, not a race of ability. Um, number one, number two is you're saying that um, long term health. You, you you who cares about the long term health as long as you win today? And I know that Mike Mal would counter. Well, what are the scientific evidence that they are unhealthy? Um, well, what is the scientific evidence that they're not unhealthy? I mean, it's proven, right? Barry Bonds' brain explodes. Yeah, his feet grew three sizes at age like thirty-four. I mean, it's they're they wreck you, especially the hormonal stuff. The hormonal substances wreck you mentally. And it, yeah, yeah, you're supposed to have so much um, of that testosterone in your body. I, I don't know. For me, I'm not an expert on this. They they claim to be, but for for me, what they're not thinking is is down the line. The repercussions of it, like if you have truly unregulated, uncontrolled um, PED use, what does that look like with with these guys that are going to be just out of control, roided, testosterone, HGH? What what is our sport going to look? I honest like? to goodness wouldn't watch. There's there's some there's a certain sports there's cer- certain sports that I would watch if it was unregulated. I'd watch football if it was unregulated. I would probably watch MMA. I, I I would I would watch baseball. Right. Which is was unregulated basically for a while. Wow. Um basketball, some of those other sports I would watch. But I would not I would just see it as a farce. Uh a sport like wrestling, a sport like track and field. Um, who's the fastest? Well, who the hell who cares who's the fastest when they're juiced to the gills, when it's artificial. I mean I don't find I don't find that the um, I'm not impressed by that. Uh right. Right? Like this this car this car goes 0 to 60 but you know, it's on jet fuel and this car goes this speed and it's on regular ethanol. I mean, yeah, the the idea that basically and then what it becomes if if all PEDs were legalized, then you basically have to use them. Yeah. If you want to compete, now you have to. Now, I didn't really want to, but now 
there's no way I could possibly compete with with everyone else using them. And the idea that you, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I just was was distressed by the entire conversation and that people think that you know this is the way it's going. This is the way we we just have to because. What do you mean it's the way it's going? I don't understand that. I don't what 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 is the way it's going mean? I mean, I got in a debate. Me and me and Nomad went out and had a couple beers one night and uh we were debating. I, I mean, Nomad Nomad essentially said his position essentially was they can't police it. So, might as well just open it up. Yeah. Um well, you could police it. Of you course could, you can police it. It, it. Hello. I don't understand. Wada, I don't understand. They're that. like, yeah, you can't catch these guys. Guys are getting t- testing positive all the time. It's possible to test these guys. It's such a defeat. Yeah, it's a defeatist mentality. Well, we'll never catch them. The guys are getting caught constantly. Number one, number two, it would help if Wada, who is charged with doing this, weren't corrupt and in on it as well. If they weren't enabling cheaters, if all these other countries weren't enabling cheaters, we could catch yeah. them. And that's the, uh, and that's part of Nomad's point. Almost is like. It's never going to be not corrupt. Well, I don't accept that as an answer. No, no, that's a defeatist mentality. I don't accept that as an answer. Give up, everyone cheat. Give up, everyone. And the idea, well, these guys come, they're ignorant. They don't know about the rules or they don't know. Listen, if it's your job, if you're an athlete, then that's part of your sport to know. It's, yeah, I I mean, uh, I, I, when I saw this going on, this was on Saturday that um, there was this conversation on Twitter about, Open it up. Let 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 athletes dope. Um, it's not proven to have long term health effects. We'll never catch them. They, they anyway. point. They point to like one or two we'll, different we'll, banned substances. We'll never catch them anyway. Um, the science is too far behind. What's another one? What's another one that they that they were citing? Oh. Um, there's other things. Weight cutting is is an unfair advantage. This is an unfair advantage. What makes uh, weight what cutting makes you, an unfair advantage? That's what I don't understand. What what correlation is there um, between cutting weight and winning? There there is none. Yeah. There there isn't one. Okay. That's not. I I don't believe that's how the sport is won. I don't believe that's. I don't believe the best weight cutter in the world. Yeah. Nobody has, ever. Nobody ever um, won a gold medal because. They had a good weight cut. I mean, solely based on that. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, managing your weight in a healthy way is important, but the the idea that cutting weight and taking testosterone are like comparable. They're comparable, right? Yeah, it's like no, they're actually not comparable at all. Um, what are you talking about? So, uh the 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 topic of PEDs is going to continue to be discussed throughout the Olympic Games. With you know, we have and this- and Mike Mike Mal said. Um, you know, unhealthy levels of dehydration. Diuretics are banned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So basically, it's whatever you can, whatever you can sweat out. And I'm sure there are unhealthy things, um, maybe happening. And I've been an advocate for some sort of um, a weight control program at the international level, and and uh, you know, some sort of a hydration testing that you have to. Oh, stop it! Why? Oh, so anyone can go any weight they want at any time. Yeah. And as long as they can stand up there lifeless or not and make the weight. Yeah. That, why? You know, people have died cutting weight, right? Well, I mean, yeah. People have died a lot uh, for a, a lot of things. I mean, that, that's at some point it becomes personal choice. Well, you, so you don't think – athletes don't put their health first. That's obvious, right? You acknowledge that, right? Yeah. Okay. What is wrong? Why? What is wrong with having a hydration test? We have it in because they're terrible. Should, should, what do you mean they're terrible? You have to drink like eight gallons of water. They're not all the same. What are you talking about? You have to eat, drink eight. Did gallons you ever of try water. to pass a hydration test? Yeah, I coached for years. It's not. You don't have to drink eight gallons of water. What are you talking about? I, I've seen hundreds of college athletes. I, I heard stories of a lot of college athletes try to pass a hydration test, and it's not that easy. Uh, I, I don't think it's that difficult. Um, I, I've seen kids chug water 
go take the test and still f- fail it. I've had first year wrestlers that don't know anything about anything, and you're telling me you're good wrestling. for you in Buffalo Gap. Yeah, that's but, right. Uh, we got it together. What yeah. are you talking about? What's wrong with having some sort of a minimum standard to make sure you don't have a 180 pound guy trying to cut down to 57 kilograms? What's wrong with that? <laughs> Christian, they can't even they can't even what you call it. They can't even stop dopers, and you're wa- wa- worrying about hydration. I don't think I think it's. Is there some giant plague? Is there some giant plague of people wrestling that are too dehydrated? Is there people dying and dropping dead left and right? Is there is there problem with performance? Like like is there? Oh, this guy made weight, but he's going out there and he's having problems competing. Yeah, yeah, that didn't happen to Daniel Cormier at all. Totally didn't happen. Oh, two thousand eight Olympian. We're talking about. You think he's the only guy that's happened to? Who else had it happen? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there you, think, you go. So Daniel Cormier is the last person to have adverse effects to a weight cut, guys. Have you heard it's of been, any others? It's been eight years. Have, no you, one, have you heard of any others? Is it Daniel. a plague? It's just been Daniel, guys. Is it a plague? I don't know. You know what's a plague? Doping. Okay. Let's I, let's tackle doping before we put hydration We can only solve one problem at a time. Uh, my hydration point, is not a, a freaking issue. Okay. Okay, Willie. Um, I, think, I think it's something – I think the optics of it are good. I think the idea – we, we you know don't, what the optics are? The optics of, of uh, Russia actually having to pass a doping test. Okay. Here, you know, that's, that's the key to the, all this, I think. I think the key to all this is science. Well, I mean, first of all, first of all, it's, it's accountability. It's not having WADA in IOC's uh, pocket and vice versa. It's, um, it's you know, ensuring that at Rusada is doing their job and everybody else is doing their job. But there's also a science component in that the the samples take a long time to come back. So imagine if imagine if they could test you at weigh ins and within an hour have a result. That would be good. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Yes. So you go to Worlds, you go to World Cup, you go to the Olympics, you go to um, Pan Ams, whatever. You weigh in, you pee in a cup. In in an hour or so, or two hours, or three hours. Pee doesn't, you gotta take blood. Blood, whatever the case may be. Plasma, mouth swab, spinal tap, whatever it may be. If you can get the 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 results back in some amount of time before the competition starts the next day, uh, you can be pulled right there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that would be ideal. I don't think anyone's re- refuting that. I, I don't think no, the no, science they're, is there. They're, they're not refuting it. They're not thinking of it. I mean, when you got Nomad and Mike Mouse saying, well, they're not going to catch him. Well, uh, if they could catch him, you don't just give up because you say, well, they're not going to catch him, so let's just give up. They could be caught. They could be caught. They absolutely could, but. We don't have the leadership in place right now, but maybe, maybe things can improve. Um, hopefully, uh, so that's that's doping. Hopefully, it's not the. Did you oh. see the Did you see the uh, situation last night? With the the swimmer, the swimmer that yeah. was pretty cool. She went Matumbo on her. Yeah, so Efimova from Russia. She was caught. She was caught doping one time. Suspended. Then she tested positive in like uh, March or something, but it was meldonium. for that new. It was for the newly banned substance meldonium, and then when they're like, "Oh well, it wasn't out of my system yet. It was in my system before the ban was in play. Before it was banned, and so she tested positive for that. They let her back in at the eleventh hour, apparently, and you know the Russian swimmers were booed when they walked in there. That's the way it goes, and. Yeah, so the American beater anyway. Yeah, uh, so that was good. I think, uh, yeah, meldonium's tricky because they don't know, like, the half-life of it or or whatever. So that's that doping story. Um, moving on, Olympic weights. Uh, let's talk about the deepest weight. And before we get into that, Victor Lebedev finally is 100% in, as we thought was possible. And to me... The IOC, if, if you believe like I believe that the IOC is, is in bed with Russia and they're hand, working hand in hand, they played it perfectly because you kick someone out for you, – you just say, okay, 
anyone who has ever tested positive is out. Okay, and that like on a surface level, okay, that kind of, I guess that makes sense. Maybe okay, yeah. If they cheated before, you lose benefit of the doubt, whatever. But then they do that knowing that the court for arbitration of sport is going to be like that's that doesn't make any sense. This was ten years ago. He paid his penalty, which is the case for Victor Lebedev, who was uh, popped in two thousand six. So. With that, did the IOC, and this wouldn't surprise me, did they think all that through? Like, this is a great way to keep them in without really, while creating a facade that we actually care about this. I don't know. I thought from Jump Street it was like, <clears throat> I didn't think that far out, but I thought that doing that to Lebedev was almost like this concession. Like, uh, see, we tried to do something. Right, we can't we can't blanket ban the Russian wrestling team, but we tried to do something. His story has been the craziest, craziest story uh, leading up the last couple of months. I can't imagine the emotion. And in all this, he's like he's apparently like a super nice guy. He's a good guy. He didn't want to go apparently for a while there. Then he got I guess he got coerced or whatever. Russia calls the shots there. You don't really get to just say I'm not going. Um, but anyways, he's just been in a whirlwind these last couple of months. I can't – maybe he'll put it all together and and do well and place again. He was bronze last year somehow, um, even though he didn't look particularly good. Um, but in this It's kind of crazy in all this – you know, the last year at Worlds with the very controversial, pretty, pretty terrible decision with him and, and Bond and then – and then the Russian trials, and then the doping, and then he's out, and then he's in. <laughs> and and the very blatant, the very blatant thing at Russian nationals where, look, Al Rosa's paying this, paying everybody off. Yeah. Right. His sponsors are paying everybody off. He gets a win against this guy. He gets a win against that guy. He's not the he's not the winner, but he is the winner. But he is the then he's not the rep, but he is the rep. Um, it's very just backdoor shady bullcrap business man but but here's the thing Lebedev himself might be a really good guy cause he ain't doing this yeah. it's, it's people around him it's a country it's the uh, sponsors right right scary um so yeah but the main topic here is, is 57 kilograms is Maybe I think I think it's unquestionably the deepest freestyle weight. I think there's some Greco weights that that are really tough, and 53 kil- kilograms for women is really deep. But this weight, world champion Kanchikashvili, world champ Rahimi, two-time world champ Yang, um, Bon, who is just like everyone's everyone loves this guy, the Cuban. He's beaten a lot of good good guys. He's never really gotten it done. Yeah, a lot of people think he may be the best guy, but he never really puts it all together. Aliyev is a multiple world champ from Azerbaijan, cutting down. Oh my goodness! And Lebedev, who's a two-time world champion, who's probably not expected to place here in this field. Um, where where do you see this weight going? I mean, you know, you like to think you're informed, but I have no idea, right, dude? This is. This is an amazing field. Yang, we haven't seen in a couple of years, but when we did, he was unfreaking believable. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do with him, like how you how you assess, where how you, you project. Sli- how do you right. say you haven't seen this guy in so long? You, you know he's good, but uh, you know it, he's two years removed from his from his world title, where he beat Kanchikashvili in a match. Kanchikashvili was winning the whole time. Most of the time, and then gave up a head pinch late and lost. Uh, for me, the best wrestler in this weight is Kanchikishvili. He is so salty. I think I think he's I think he's the best guy. He's my pick to win. I, I like him. I mean, I, he's my pick to win too. Uh, now something could and probably will happen because it always does. But Kanchikishvili is technical. He's athletic. And he's salty. He knows how to win. He can come back. It's, uh, I he has all the, all all the ingredients for me to pick him. Um, so that's who I'm going with. But, um, 
you know, Rahimi, I think, always... I think there's always detractors and doubters for him, uh, but he's still still just right there. I don't think he'll win it, but... He'll wrestle for a medal. Crazier things have happened. Um, Yang could be the... Yang was out of this world the last time we saw him. He was lights out. Um, Aliyev, I mean, what do you do with him? Can he make the weight? I uh, love, I love him, but, you know... I don't think so. I don't think he's he hasn't going. wrestled near this weight in a long time, right? Like eight, was, years. Like eight years. Yeah, eight years, and um, he's not—he's not going to have made it one time before the Olympics. I don't believe. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how and, that and goes. There was Americans. I forget. You might have even told me the story. Somebody told me the story. There was Americans somewhere, and Aliyev was like, there was a plus two kilo allowance. This is like a month or two months ago. This was like, at in Germany. They were like, he didn't look, he looked not healthy. Like he was sucking down. Like he was sucking hard. Just to make plus two at 61. Uh, yeah. So, you know, only what, 63, six more kilos to go. That's like 14, 15 pounds. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, I don't expect him to do, I, I, yeah, I'm not expecting a lot from him. And then Lebedev. And then, you know, where does Daniel Dennis fit in all this? You know, he's. He's a wild card. You know, his, did he show too much of his hand at the World Cup against Rahimi and Kachikashvili? I don't know. I think his head hands are so good, but when you get to his legs, I think that's when he's going to run into problems, and I see a lot of good leg attackers here. So, um, you know, I if he could wrestle for a medal, you know, I wouldn't be stunned, but it's just it, this weight, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a really tough sledding. Maybe he gets a fortuitous draw. Maybe, you know, he hasn't shown us everything he's got. His gut wrench is the great equalizer, but um, I- I'm not sure where exactly he's going to slot in here 57. I am all over betting lines. I'm, I I love it. Maybe I'm a degenerate. I just like to – well, I mean, I like fantasy sports, and I like to, I like to make picks, and I like to make predictions. One site had uh... – <laughs> This doesn't count. This, this isn't even real. Yeah, this no. is not even real. It's not yeah, there's one. There was one site with just ridiculous, ridiculous figures, and maybe perhaps a little even sketchy of a website in, in and of itself. Me and Christian were talking last night. We're like, maybe they just set, um, maybe just set up websites with terrible lines for certain big events like this to just get you to deposit money in there. You just never get it. And out. if you win, they ain't paying you anyway. Pretty good business model. I know. I was thinking about just start, we start one. We should do it. Flow gamble. No. Get out of the flow umbrella for this uh, one. But definitely, well, I'm ha- get out of the flow umbrella, and then it definitely has to be like .dot eu or yeah, like, they're all all those shady talk. ones. Yeah, yeah. basically completely un- unregulated. Completely unregulated. We should probably actually get out of the country to do this. Yeah. So, but <laughs> yeah, one website had really at plus six thirty. Which means you could put down a hundred bucks and win six hundred and thirty dollars if he wins. I mean, those this just doesn't even make sense. No, no. Um, Burroughs was like what to metal? <laughs> Burroughs was plus plus one. It was a plus one twenty to metal. So that means you could put down you could put down a hundred bucks, and if Jordan Burroughs took bronze, you win a hundred and twenty dollars. Doesn't make sense because to win. On like sportsbook.ag, he's like minus three hundred or something. Sportsbook's my site. Yeah, have you ever gotten money out of there? Never tried. Brock did. Brock is a success story. So, yeah, betting odds. You, if you're a degenerate, did we're you? Gonna, we're gonna have no. We're gonna have an article um, by one Jaroslav Hasek on the best lines. That's coming Friday. You can look for that. Um, other news: Jake Varner. Name to uh, the Nittany Lion coaching staff, Frank Molinaro, going to be staying at Penn State, but just focusing on training the, through the next quad. Varner, um, the the article more or less mentions that he's kind of he's ready to move on, go to the next chapter. I'm not going to compete as much anymore. Maybe he's not completely done, but it seems to be trending that way. So Jake Varner, add a add an Olympic champion to the Nittany Lion uh, coaching staff. Yeah, um, I guess I, I I was a little bit surprised by it. You weren't surprised by it? No, I mean the quad's done. 
you know, after he, after he won gold in 12, he was kind of like, you know, he took the year off. He was not – then he came back. It, it feels like he's he's ready to move on. And plus with, with Snyder in the weight, you know, you trained. I'm sure he worked his tail off. They're, they're only going to go different directions. Jake is – I don't know, he's probably 30-some. No, I'm not even talking about that. So I'm talking about, I didn't know that Molinaro was going to keep competing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Why, why, do, you think, why do you think he would hang it up know. now? He's just now, I mean, literally, these last couple of months, is just now hitting his stride. He really is. No, I don't know why. I, I don't know why. It just, he's still I never young. really thought about it. I never, he's still young, too. I never really like, crossed my mind, like, how long will Molinaro compete? I just, I don't know. I just assumed, I don't know. I didn't know he was all in for another quad. Yeah, I think it's great. I think, I think it's, it's great too. I think um, with him, you know, Steber. Now, Steber is he going to be a sixty-one the next couple of years? Is is my question. I think. I hope so. Yeah, I think that would be. I mean, that would just strengthen sixty-one, right? Because think about sixty-one right now, Willie. Um, who who's gone? You know, Reese Humphrey will never be there again. Jimmy Coleman. Kennedy will never be there again. Coleman has retired. You know, maybe Tony Ramos. Um, We'll we'll try that out. We'll try sixty one. I don't know if he's full size sixty one or I, not. I don't think. I mean, other than you know, worlds this year at sixty one, maybe like in a, in a regular normal situation. I think Tony's a fifty seven. Maple, I don't see. Him. I don't know. Is he going to come back down to sixty one? If so, he would be a contender. But my point, I guess, is and I, and I think I think it's more or less accepted that Dennis is going to be done after this. Um, so. You know who's there at sixty-one? Well, if Logan's there, we we've got a. It just I think it strengthens it strength Graf. Yeah, Graf's beating Logan. Um, but I think I think most people would view Logan as just the the better international threat. Maybe. Oh my God, it's upside of sixty-one's through the roof. It's unreal. It's unreal when you take. I mean, what he's able to do at sixty-five. And I think he'll be able to make. I mean, easy for me to say. Yeah, he'll make the weight. But. I've always thought sixty-one was was his thing. But yeah, you, know. you did say that. But to, he wanted to make an Olympic team. Oh yeah, no, no, I, I know. He ain't a fifty-seven. That's for sure. Right. So, anyways, I, I I got off on a tangent about Logan talking about Frank. But sixty-five, you know, is Pico going to be around there? Is Jo going to hang around there? Um, you know, who else is in the mix? It keeps us. Strong at 65. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's great that he's going to continue to compete. He's just now Me too. finding you know, his stride. Like you said, he's he's wrestling as good as he ever has. I mean, this is, he's he's the best he's ever been. Um, He's caught up, obviously, in the freestyle game. He's getting a lot of matches and a lot of experience and learning. You know, it, it, there's something to be said for feeling the foreigners right not a lot of people have done that not a lot of you know think about the number of times frank has wrestled a foreigner before 2016 and the number of foreigners he's wrestled now yeah you know what i mean so he's learning he's learning how how they feel he's learning how they wrestle he's learning to win international style matches so I yeah I'm I'm really glad that he's sticking around I just I don't know and I never thought about it and oh also while we discuss Frank congrats to the Molinero family on the birth of a, baby. a little little baby boy little baby. named Frank nice Frank Anthony Molinero so congrats to mom Frank I guess Frank's in he's in Rio uh, I guess mom's probably so that's got to be tough so definite thoughts there. Is that's not an easy situation. Wow, but, that is, yeah. But congrats, and uh, hopefully, Frankie Frank brings home a, a gold medal for little little baby Frank. Little baby Frank. Little baby Frank. Little gorilla hog. Um, already deadlifts three fifteen. I'm told. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch any of the weightlifting? No. I mean, some of the. Well, I watched because uh, I oversee Flow Elite, which is CrossFit and Strongman and and weightlifting, but um. The weight that these guys put up and girls, oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, I'd probably never watch it otherwise. otherwise. But at the Olympics, man, it's it's pretty darn neat. Yeah, I I know we're not very good though. America. We're not good at lifting weights. America's not good at lifting weights. Can you imagine? We have so many big. Oh, I guess it's by weight classes, isn't it? 
Shouldn't matter. We should be the best at weightlifting. Right? I mean... Who's winning? Like, Eastern Europe? Like, Germany? And no. All... T- Thailand, Korea... They got the technique down. They're also... Well, I don't know. The, okay, so they... We're going we're gonna to figure out why USA is not winning weightlifting. They're... They're, but they're winning. Those countries are winning the lighter weights. Didn't have the upper weights yet. I don't know. Uh, uh, we'll get to the bottom of that later. We'll get to the bottom of weightlifting. The world world weightlifting dynamics. So Sunday, fine, man. It's Sunday, Sunday, I Sunday. I cannot wait for wrestling to start. I'm excited. I think day one's awesome. Thielke and Bisic. Yeah, that is awesome because. They're like, you got the one of the steadiest wrestlers in the world, and then you got the you got just, the spark you don't even plug. know what is going on. No clue what he'll do. Jesse Thielke could just like bomb someone to his back, or he could get beat bad. I don't know, but like he's he's wrestling all time high. His confidence is awesome. He's extremely entertaining. He's got a huge personality, and Andy Bezek just takes guys down and guts them and guts them and guts them. So I think. I think it's we're poised for a great start. Love to see two medals, get things uh, rolling for Team hey, USA. Hey, you know what's weird? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. It makes my brain hurt sometimes. Weigh-ins are at like ten o'clock in the morning. Why? Why don't? Why? What does that matter? What's wrong with that? Um. Because that is not the case for. Any other competition ever? Right, normally it's like two or three. Yeah. I mean, who cares? It's day before weigh-ins, day before. Uh, yeah, I understand who cares. I guess. I mean, you don't, I care about, I it, you don't care about the guys cutting a lot of weight anyways. I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't think it matters. I think it's awesome because we'll find out brackets and draws are. Yes, absolutely. We're going to find out. We're going to find. We're going to get brackets sooner, right? We're going to. Uh, and and you're going to get first-round matchups as soon as, the you know, there's going to be pictures of, on the. Twitter and everything, uh, the the draws and and the numbers, and you're going to find out who we got sooner, and you're going to get brackets sooner. But uh, I I guess what I'm saying is it's the same thing about the U.S. Open and and the trials and everything, right? Like, you want it to mirror all the other competitions. Well, the U.S. Open, you weigh in on one day, and you wrestle the finals like Two days later, I think that's very different than normally weighing at two, and now it's ten. Yeah, I, I, know. I, I think. Well, that I mean, no, most of the time it's like four, two, three, four. It's around in there. I mean, that's a six-hour difference. Yeah, I, I don't see that being a huge deal. If you're, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a huge deal either. But you would, you would want. I, I would, I just want things to follow some sort of order. Well, they should follow what the Olympics do then. Well, they, yeah, that. right. That's right. I'm not yeah. saying the Olympics is doing it wrong. Maybe every other tournament is doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'd just, like to see that. I would like to see it just be uniform as well. But I, I don't think it's going to be, uh, be a big, big deal, anyways. No, I just, oh, man, I just want to. I want it to get here. I want to find out who Tilkey's opponent is. Who, who Bisa? T H. Who, who, who Bisic has round one. Uh. I just wanted to get here already, and what's even making it even worse is that uh, I'm, you know, I work with the the gymnastics and the Flowly and these other sites, and it's like I'm doing all this stuff and paying attention to all these other Olympic sports. Like, man, I need wrestling to get here already. Yeah, we're we're planning on being here in the HQ, um, basically all Olympics long from Sunday to what Sunday? Sunday to Sunday. Sunday to Sunday. So. We'll be we'll be getting real familiar. Looking what, you know to another it. nomad. I love him. He's 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 such a hard worker. Such such a good young man. He means well. He means well. I love him. He needs a haircut, but badly. But another just bizarre thing. He's a little bizarre. He's a li- he's a lot bizarre. And he is like he keeps saying it to everybody and and tweeting and he's like, "Set Elias Sarifov first round." I know it's gonna happen. Like, what, what planet are you on? How could you even act like why you know you, it's gonna happen? Why for a month? For months he's been saying it's gonna happen first round. I know it. For what why are reason? you? 
there is nothing to indicate that that's going to happen. And even if it happens, even if it happens, you you can't. Oh my god, it just makes my brain hurt. So, so while we're on the nomad, Jaden Cox beats Karimi pretty convincingly at World Cup. Does that does that um, sway Nomad's mind at all? No, he picks Karimi to take silver to Sajalaya based because he looked good in the 2015 Worlds. Well, uh, I think you need to do a little homework on what's been actually happening. I, I don't. I I, th- I think I ain't Kareem... getting into people's picks. Nomad knows what's going on. Yeah. I, I don't pretend. I mean, I don't like it. I don't agree with it, but Nomad knows the international scene. Yeah, no, and no one's denying that. No one's denying that. Oh, and with that, Willie, it's go time. We're going to get up out of here. I'm going to play this new and improved outro song, which is a ripoff of that Barbra Streisand song. Have I said that yet? I'm almost positive that's what it is. But we thank you so much for listening to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. We'll be coming at you again next Thursday for sure. Wait, this Thursday, two days from now. Barbra Streisand. Yeah. It's they like played the, They played that Barbra Streisand song at Budapest over and over again. Was it Budapest or Uzbekistan? I forget. <laughs> Overseas. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Later, guys.